He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome, everybody, to this first edition, kind of sort of first edition, first new edition of the Lakers Lounge podcast here for Blue Wire. This is it. This is the new place. If you have been subscribed this whole time, listening to me rant and rave and whine on lowdowns this whole time, your payoff is that you are immediately subscribed to this very first episode. If you haven't subscribed to this new venture that we are on do so hit that subscribe button rate review all of that i am going to say that we are bringing back the uh the mailbag the itunes review mailbag that is going to be a big part of this thing here moving forward if you want a question or a topic any topic covered on this new feed leave that in the form of a five-star review and i will answer those every sunday night for monday shows uh, that's going to be the plan here moving forward while we have those mailbags available and when that when that gets uh, filled up. First guest here, I think it's only kind of uh, fitting that the first guest in this new venture would be the person who fired me from my last position. Um, <laughs> the look I get every time I say that is tremendous. He did not fire me. Absolutely, to be you. absolutely. I was not even going to talk until you clarified <laughs> that to people. Uh, he did not. <clears throat> he did not fire me. Um, I, among uh, countless other contractors, another seven percent of the company uh, was laid off. It was nothing to do with Harrison personally uh, at all in any way, shape, or form. I do have to clarify that, he, although. It is still hilarious hearing or, or, or looking at your face and, and hearing the <laughs> lack of a response. But no, yeah, no this I, is... I, the thing I've missed most about podcasting with you is you making me uncomfortable to the point of job security worries. Speechlessness? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, this is this is new, though. Blue Wire is is where I am going to be. I guess I'll just set everybody up with a quick kind of rundown of the content that I have planned so far. Uh, it is going to be still twice daily where uh, you will have a lowdown to begin your day. And then you are also going to have a conversation uh, to begin your day. Both are going to air uh, normally midnight or so uh, Eastern time or, or Pacific time or whatever. Uh, when, when on, on the day after I, I record those conversations. So that is going to be there to start your day Monday through Friday. Um, this is going, th those conversations are going to be with, with, you know, kind of the same kind of cast of characters that you've gotten used to over the years. But first and foremost, Harrison at, at we are working on, on getting Harrison, uh, here weekly once a week because, uh, these are the shows that I most enjoy doing. And then uh, we are also working with Aaron Larsoul, and we're going to be bringing back a version of The Hook, though it won't be called The Hook. Everything is just going to be Lakers Lounge here from here on out. Uh, Aaron and I are going to be recording Thursday for Friday so that you would continue to hear us on your favorite day of the week. Uh, as of right now, that's how things stand right now. It, this is going to sound a lot more like Locked on Lakers if, if uh, you guys enjoyed that iteration of my content, uh, though with just me for most of those days and then the occasional regular co-host. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the plan right now. And then, as I said on, on Aaron's All Access Lakers, which, by the way, I'm going to be doing once a week as part of the agreement that Aaron and I came to, uh, I am going to be launching a Substack first article or column on there to introduce all of the content that's going to be going up over there should be uh, ready and available for you guys later tonight. 
All right, I hate doing that stuff. I hate doing clerical stuff, but that is that is the the ground laying that we have to start with. But yeah, as as I I wanted to talk, but you and I, Harrison, haven't spoken in months. Uh, I've been trying to contact you. I've been trying to text you, call you, all of that stuff, and I just for whatever reason uh, I keep getting uh, replies from Sasha, your cat, saying that uh, Daddy is not home. So. I wanted to start with a macro level question of whether we think the Lakers in this weird, wacky, super wide open iteration of the league can actually win a championship this year. I think that's a fair question to ask. Do you, do, do you think that's at least a fair question to ask whether you agree with what I will land on when I give my answer or not? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, first of all, I, I just have to say, I, well, I don't want to say I've missed you, because that's not true, but um, I, you know, I, I do have to say that, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of big professional podcasters, like, if they were launching their first episode, they would have done a pre-recorded intro, rec- saying all that stuff, and then thrown to the conversation with the guest. Yeah. You, being you, Mm-mm. are like, eh, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to read all this stuff to Harrison, and then we can start our episode. I was uh, supposed so to read I, that? I was supposed to prepare that? I didn't, I was, oh. I was just all the top of the dome oh wow that was well done then um a true professionalism <laughs> just all around uh as, as far as the lakers title odds like I, and asking the question of whether or not they can win a championship like of course it's fair to ask that's that's the standard that rob spent the entire first half of the year saying was the standard that is the only thing that they evaluate themselves on whether the year was a success or not like whether they win a championship that was what he said that you had to evaluate all trades on of like you know we only have so many picks or whatever and we're only going to make a move if we feel like it brings us closer to title contention like that's absolutely the goal for this team I don't think that LeBron would have come back uh if that wasn't the you know come back from an injury that he got multiple you know doctors that were not German I guess like the German doctor said no surgery but the other two were like yeah no you got to get surgery um yeah and the LeBron James of feet yeah, the LeBron James of LaFoot, uh, Dr. LaFoot said that... Lipodi- you know, lipodiatrist? Like- yeah, lipodiatrist. <laughs> um, lipodiatrist said that he could come back and, you know, avoid surgery and whatever. And, like, he was able to, you know, heal faster than... he. He's also the LeBron James of healing, um, and mm-hmm. so in addition to just being LeBron James. So, uh, you know, he was able to come back, but there was, you know, a lot... There were, you know, I, I don't... I don't think that he would have come back if he didn't if he felt from this type of injury with those types of prognoses if he didn't think that the Lakers could win a title I don't think that the Lakers would have made the trades that they made if they felt like there was no chance of sort of getting into that title conversation because otherwise like what are you giving up a pick for you know I guess maybe to like we, they've shown time and time again they don't care about continuity they don't care about like building for next year or taking steps forward or whatever like publicly that is not what they've said that they care about ever they want to win titles and so I think you have to ask this question and I think my answer to it would be yes I I think they have a chance I don't think that you know they're the favorites by any means I I don't think that I think that they would need a lot of things to break right for them but in the Western Conference like this like you know they have a chance it's a small one I'd put it in towards the lower percentile like of outcomes that I see but I I think they have a chance yeah I there's a lot uh, to react to from from what you just said, you know, discussion on on you know this being the the only scenario that Rob Polinka would have worked to uh, to to make a trade like th- this is the landing area that he needed to hit in trading at least one of those picks, um, let alone two of them, and and all of that. Uh, I do want to I do want to like riff quickly on. Uh, like if, if there's a LeBron James of feet, like does that mean like what would what would like the Michael Jordan of feet look like? Well, the Michael like, it's Jordan just like, of feet couldn't fix this problem. He just you know was yeah he was carried it, by his assistant doctor. You know, <laughs> is there like the a Steph of doctors? It's like a Steph Curry of feet, where it's like just absolutely phenomenal in most spots, but in like the most important, uh, in the most important clients, it just kept like breaking down. Like he just like couldn't fix Kevin Love's feet, you know. Um, yeah, I, I want to know. I want to know like if there is a a subset of podiatrists or doctors, even just general doctors, who uh, make up like the the ex professional a- athlete of of that 
of that genre. Maybe we'll, we'll figure that out for next week. I want to I yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, like, is there a Rudy Gobert feet where they're paid like, you know, like the yeah. LeBron James of feet, but people keep coming out of surgery worse? You actually have to trade one of your one of your arms to see the Rudy Gobert of feet, and then he doesn't even fix it. Like, he just, you yeah. show up, you no longer have your right arm, like, and your feet don't work. That, the, that replacing your foot with this hand is the same thing. It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a Paul George of feet where he just puts your foot in your mouth? Like, is that, yeah, is that no. <laughs> the only surgery? The, the Paul George of feet like talks a big game about like, you know, like how much he's accomplished and, you know, like his, uh, like his MVP era and all of that stuff, but sort of like leaves you wanting like every, every time you got yeah. for a procedure. Yeah, I just I just picture like the the Paul George of feet. The only surgery he can do is is surgically attaching your foot into your mouth, and then leaving you alone, unable to eat or anything. Um, yeah, th- th- that's of course the Paul Pierce of feet, who famously you know uh, got scared during a surgery and pooped himself uh, <laughs> and had to be taken out of the ER in a wheelchair. <laughs> He's like his most important patient. He's yeah. oh, pfft, oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, my knee hurts. Thankfully, the Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen of feet were in there to you know help out and were consulting mm-hmm. on that procedure. Yeah, yeah. And then like the Kobe Bryant of feet is just like, get over it. Why are you here? Yeah. Like just leave. You're fine. The Kobe Bryant of feet doesn't have doesn't ask for any nurse assistance during surgery. He does it all himself. He just yeah. Like, he he holds the tools in his mouth wall like and just like drops <laughs> them to himself. It's really high risk. Like something could go wrong, but it somehow always works out in the end. Like he's more successful than you'd think based yeah. on sort of you know some of his procedure selection. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'd see see that's the that's the kind of stuff that you guys can get used to here on Blue Wire. This is what you signed up for. Um, <laughs> so. Oh no, the show's been canceled. We're getting Anthony. Did you get that email too? <laughs> Um, all right, so the, I I also quickly want to backtrack because, like, we talk about the Lakers' viability of winning a championship now as currently constructed, and this is with all of the pieces having played, what, two games together, right? Like, uh, I, I think they were fully healthy for two games, then D'Angelo Russell hurt his, hurt his ankle, and then uh, LeBron obviously hurt his foot, Mobamba turned his ankle, and then... Everybody just kind of took turns People, turning ankles. Stop including Mo Bamba in like the fully healthy. Ver- like I, I get it. Like he was supposed yeah. to be the backup center, but we don't get to be like, oh, oh, you know, this team's not fully healthy, and like include Mo Bamba on the list. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, with all due respect to Mo Bamba. Wait, hold on, you, Mister. We can't fully judge this team until we see Kendrick <laughs> Dunn play. You know, <laughs> are drawing the line on Mo Bamba like this? Where like you know, Mo Bamba like that's that's like. Trevor Ariza level of like, oh, we can't judge this team till Mo Bamba's back. Like, no, I, I'm sorry. When you, when, like, teams have injuries to role players. Like, the LeBron and D'Lo one, I get it, whatever. Mo Bamba <laughs> is not included in the group. I'm sorry. Like I, feel like, I feel like this right here, you drawing that line, is exemplification of this team is actually good. Right? Like, yeah. we never believed in those teams before. So we were just like... <laughs> facetiously say uh, that we can't judge this team until Trevor Reese Reese is back. Like, we used to just poke fun, and it was a bit that we used to run with or whatever, but this team's actually good. And now we are saying, like, yeah, no, we can't we can't run with that bit anymore because we actually respect this team. Obviously, like, Mo Bamba would help, but you can judge this team, you know, without Mo Bamba, I think. Like, he's not (laughs) included. Like, when we talk about the fully healthy, actualized version of the roster, I'm not like, well, I don't know. Like, the whole experiment, it was really dependent on Mo Bamba playing 10 minutes a game in the playoffs. Like, yeah, you know, he's just he's just that that important. You you aren't winning with no like, Bamba. Yeah, I, nothing against Mo Bamba. I think he's a hel- helpful player. I'm just like people are like, oh man, we haven't had our healthy group together. Like D'Lo's been out, LeBron, Mo Bamba. Like no, I'm sorry, he's not in that group. Can I also say like, Aaron Aaron took issue with this when you and I did his show, but that was a heat check, right? Like Palinka made the, the 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 good trade. He traded Russell Westbrook and he got back D'Angelo Russell. He got back Jared Vanderbilt. He got back Malik Beasley. He only had to use the one pick on that on that trade, 
it did like revitalize and, and completely reconfigure what we thought this Lakers team was capable of. And then he was like, you know what? I'm pulling from 30. I'm going to see how this goes. I think and, just, again, it was it was like the summer of 2020. He wanted to show us how many contingency plans he had ready for, you know, like, like yeah. uh, Rob is like the, the GM version of, you know, like a disaster prepper, basically, where like he's got contingency plan. It's like Batman, like or, you know, or Nick Offerman in The Last of Us. Like he's got <laughs> plans ready for when stuff goes down. And he's like, OK, Thomas Bryant demanded a trade. Well, guess what? I'm going to flip him to Denver and use that second round pick to attach to Patrick Beverly and get Mo Bamba. I was I was prepared for this i was having these convos for weeks <laughs> so i i still though like it it was a heat check and i don't think it i wasn't really a fan of the trade before mobamba turned his ankle and hasn't been available for a month and i, I and, was a fan of the trade just because i no longer had to like cheer for pat bev in any capacity oh yeah but i just think like i think that was still a valuable expiring contract that that like paired with even a second rounder or a few second rounders, I think the Lakers could have gotten somebody who would help more than, than Mo Bamba would, even while he was healthy. Like, I'd yeah, like he, he has the chance to help, I think, is like a superior, you know, backup center. But, you know, I mean, Wenyon's been good. You know, the yeah. Lakers might be okay at backup center, you know, and stuff. But there are also ma- matchups where Wenyon, with his foul trouble, with, you know, his the lack of uh, size. Yeah, with his lack of size where, you know, again, like against the Bulls, like Mo Bamba would have helped because Andre Drummond wouldn't have been, you know, just like sending him into the stanchion every single time he moved. Although you know, it's like, uh, Drummond, Wenyan, Drummond Wenyan. was doing that to AD. Like Drummond played yeah, well, really well again, in that Mo game. Mo Bamba, like he's, uh, he's a little sturdier than Wenyon though. So yeah. Um, and Drummond's always played AD well for wh- whatever it's worth. Like those two guys, they go back a long way. Like I think they just like Drummond seems to do okay in that matchup. Yeah. Honestly, I think, the Lakers could use Drummond as like the backup center. No, you don't get to say that. Uh, no, <laughs> I just wanted to not. say that. <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction. That was perfect. <laughs> no. Um. All right. So Shameless. back to the back. To <laughs> they could use Mark. They could. They could use Marcus All. Can I? Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> that one you can say. I'll, I'll let you have that one. Uh, so I, I, to get back to the, to the topic at hand and actually, no, before you even get there, um, and, and part of the point I was about to make is, so they, 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 we think have a chance, not saying a good one, but they have a chance at winning a championship. They didn't before they made these trades. Yeah, that was the thing that I wanted to point out really quickly was like they went from having a zero percent chance to yeah. like a something percent chance. Probably yeah, like a five percent chance, but um, yeah, you know, like still a chance. It, they are mathematically alive in a way that they were not. Like I would have given them a negative fifty-seven percent chance of winning a title with the previous roster. I, I mean, I made a bet on them to to win a championship when they were at plus two thousand. You know, I think that was a, it, it, you know a long enough shot that I said, yeah, yeah maybe. You know, um, unfortunately, LeBron comes back right after I make that trade. So I think the last time I saw it, the odds were already at like 16 or 14 or 1500 um, or plus 1400 or whatever it is now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought that they had a chance. Um, plus 2000 is, I think, like, I think it translates kind of sort of up around to like a 5% chance at, at winning it when you compare it to the other other. Uh, teams that have better odds and and yeah I thought I thought that if if that is the odds that I can get I would I would make that bet but like you and I are also agreement I believe in if they had made this trade like not even counting the Bomba one um, had they made the Russell Westbrook for D'Angelo Russell and Beasley and Vando trade before the season they probably what they they're a four seed 
Would they be yeah. would they be higher than that, you know? They, they and, won at the rate where they would be a, you know, I, I believe a four seed if they had had this sort of record the whole way. Now, like, you know, they had a little bit of a harder schedule before the trade and, you know, in the in the front end of the year. So I don't know if they would have won at exactly that rate. Some of that, I think, was like energy of the new guys and everybody's excited and, you know, whatever. But, you know, also they would have had the benefit of a training camp under Darvin Ham and not having to spend the whole year, like, trying to make a roster work that everyone knew kind of was not going to be the final roster yeah and and, and, and the reason i'm asking six, uh to start the year yeah they, they probably don't go two and ten they don't they probably yeah. don't start the season two and ten yeah. I, the reason i'm asking is because like obviously they didn't trade both of the picks and this is that's a big reason why they made the trade when they did and that specific trade i believe but let's just say and i don't have i'm not i'm not doing any reporting here on on this but let's just say hypothetically that they could have made that trade, Russ for you know what eventually becomes D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Um, but it costs an extra first round pick. It costs both of those picks, and the price essentially of having this team go through an entire camp together, go through an entire you know three fourths of the season together, that the cost of that would be the one first round pick. Would you have done that? Like, if you could have made this trade before the season? Yeah, like, if you could have made this trade, but it costs you both of those picks. It, co- it costs you both of the, the first-rounders that the Lakers had at their disposal yeah. um, in order to have this group together and essentially not have to worry about the play-in, not have to worry about fighting to get to the play-in, let alone into the playoffs. Uh, this group stays together from the very beginning of camp through to now, is that worth an extra first-round pick to you? In retrospect, maybe, but I don't want to act like at the time I would have advocated for both first-round picks for that because I don't think that I would have. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like, I just think, like, that is still a fair amount to give up. That's 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 for... a fair disclaimer, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't know that, because I certainly wasn't advocating for the Utah package before the year, but that was when we thought Conley was in it. That was before yeah. we realized that, you know, you could get Russell in there, and that kind of, so, like, maybe the inclusion of Russell over Conley is, like, maybe that's worth the extra first-round pick, like, in retrospect, given sort of how they've played, and, you know, like, the fact that you have the whole year for them to gel, and you know what the team is, and you can maybe make do some tinkering at the deadline, but you don't have to, you know swap out like eight players for eight players or whatever or seven play i think it was like seven players total like between Rui and everyone and you know right like yeah because they've yeah. read and yeah i think it was like seven players total um so yeah i mean not having to do that at mid-season maybe that's worth an extra first but i also don't want to act like i necessarily would have argued for that in the fall because you know i i think we were all sort of like you know i mean that is it's the lakers one shot and do we know that's gonna work you know i'm more comfortable making this move no matter what the time is just knowing that okay you still have that 2029 pick you know in the coffers and you still right it's the 2029 they still have it's the 2027 yeah. they gave to utah mm-hmm. i think um and it's it's been several weeks since the trade deadline. I don't remember. Um, but you know it, they still have one of those two picks, and then they have you know their pick upcoming in this draft. So theoretically, with the extra pick, you can still tinker again this summer on draft night, where you can make another move where you include two picks potentially, your pick on draft night, and then the twenty twenty nine to potentially you know uh, like even continue to add to the roster and you know overhaul it some more, or tweak around the margins, or I mean for two yeah. picks you wouldn't be tweaking around the margins, you'd be significantly sort of overhauling it and bringing. In sort of like a big salaried player uh and you know with the with the contracts in here like i, I think that this I, I think this is about a one pick move like i think this was genuinely like a pretty fair trade oh i i think i thought the lakers and i said this at the time and all that um i thought that this in terms of just sheer value uh was i, I thought it was theft you know and i was when, when in in the the kind of moments before um before you you know the the trade was formally reported and, and let alone announced um i was just kind of racing anywhere i could to figure out like they're, they're they have to be asking for reeves too right they they have to be trading and, and, and literally and, racing everywhere to other websites because twitter was down at the time it was like well there was that we're getting close on this trade and then the whole thing crashed yeah well and and i was just like i, I was asking anybody i could behind the behind the scenes in whatever limited capacity i do such a thing and i was just like there's no way this is the deal right i tweeted right before twitter went down 
if this is the trade that this is that this is actually going to be, then other fans are going to be pissed because they just kind of bailed out the Lakers. So I, I would, I, I absolutely think it's, it's worth the one pick that it, that, that it eventually went for. I do think the extra time and I do, I do think I would have argued on behalf of making this trade before the season. Um, I guess you know, with Russell included, it is sort of like if we would have known at the time. Yeah. You know, and at the time, you probably couldn't get Russell included because it was no. still like, oh, he's town's best friend. Like they don't want to, you know, sort of like upset, you know, up yeah. in more upheaval after they just did the Gobert. Like, I don't know that this package would have been available in the fall. Yeah. I, it, like I said, I don't know that it, it, it is or it, or is not or would have been or would not have been. I'm just asking, like, hypothetically is at a price that you would have been willing to pay because I, me personally, I would say, yeah, I would say yes, that the extra pick that it costs, uh, to that it w may have hypothetically cost to get this done, get it across home plate. I do think it was kind of sort of perfect for Minnesota. Like, uh, I know that there is Probably kind of them. Yeah. I, I know there's the relationship that cat and Delo have, uh, and, and, and yeah, like you're talking about, you don't necessarily want to piss off cat in that spot by trading his best buddy after you bring in Gobert, you know, and, and you throw everything else in flux there. But I, I do think like Conley just being an adult on the basketball court has really helped that team. That is not something that D'Angelo Russell is always like, he's been pretty steady here for the Lakers, but I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he's playing alongside the adults that are LeBron that are AD. So it, it actually winds up, like if if I think Minnesota fans might have freaked out before the season if this trade actually happened before the season, but I I do think it's really helped them and and the way that they're playing it, it really kind of speaks to that that like it was kind of while D'Angelo is is clearly a more talented player at this stage of his career than Mike Conley at his stage of this of of his career uh, that that kind of steadiness that comes with being a veteran and being Mike Conley. Uh, really, really helps them, and uh, yeah, I, I'd be curious, and 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 I, I one hundred percent would have, I think, kind of pushed for this trade if I knew it was on the table back then. All the focus was on Turner and Heald for both of the picks. I think this is just I. It, I yeah, think I guess the, if I was arguing at the time for Turner and Heald for both of the picks, I probably would have argued for this for two picks. You're right. Like, I, I think, like, if I would have known this was available, I think I would have advocated for throwing in the two picks. Well, and, and like, remember, Vanderbilt was supposed to cost a pick on his own. Beasley was supposed to cost on a, a pick on his own, right? Especially with both of the contract situations, Vanderbilt at less than five million dollars next year is effing criminal. No, no, Vanderbilt's not the one that I'm shaking my head on. Uh, yeah, yeah Be Beasley is the one where, like, come on, you were never well, getting even... a first round pick for just Malik Beasley. Oh, like, for sure. No, yeah. I, I think you. I thought it was kind of asinine at the that time when we were hearing laughable. about it, but like, that was Vanderbilt because of the contract, maybe. But like uh, Malik, and even Beasley's on, on a yeah. Beasley's on a team option. Like, yeah. He's the kind of player no, you want on a, a team terrible option. contract. He's just not, he's not a player yeah. that's worth a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, having watched him a little more extensively now. Uh, <laughs> I thought it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to judge him as he fights with the Lakers shooting curse. Like that's not. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's, it's <laughs> there's some things that are like factors beyond our understanding that uh, we can't, we can't criticize him for. Um, all right, I, so I will, I will debut for him um, on your show. I've been saving this for a podcast or some point where I was talking to someone, but I have uh, taken to calling him Evil KCP. Uh, he's, evil like, KCP. he's like KCP's. He's KCP's <laughs> evil twin with too much confidence. Um, Back in the nineties, like, they used to they used to like with when they would have like evil versions of characters. Um, yeah. They would always have them show up with like the mustache goatee. Yes. Combo. K he's KCP with well, KCP already has the mustache goatee combo. So yeah, yeah, but like, he's but like fuller. KCP. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's like the KCP who shows up and yeah. No, I, 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 I miss KCP. He's been incredible for Denver. I love, um, I loved KCP. The KCP experience was truly a roller coaster, but I, I loved yeah. KCP. He just like th there was something about like you almost like even when he did something insane you were kind of happy for him because it meant he had the confidence to do it you know <laughs> like where malik beasley like you're like hey can you can you rein it in just a little yeah, bit just, just tiny yeah. tiny bit can you just like can you not have, 
Like, Have you considered yeah. not doing the the mustache go the Casey or goatee thing? Like, can we just yeah. can we be like it's the like nice? that episode of The Simpsons where like you know the evil like Bart twin comes out of the uh, comes out of the attic and Bart's like scared of him. That's like KCP and you know like yeah. and the other yeah. one are like Malik Beasley's the evil twin that was raised in the attic. Uh, like Harry, you have him being like Harry Potter. Like you have him like in the cupboard under the stairs. No, no, he's a, it's it's like a Simpsons thing. He like eats oh. fish heads, like uh, you know, like <laughs> like he's he's just like he's wild Bart, you know, like that's that's Malik Beasley. He's like wild KCP. I guess I didn't watch much Simpsons growing up because I felt like I feel like Bart was pretty wild as is. Like well, having I'll, I'll evil. Send you the photo. Yeah, evil Bart is terrifying. Bart as was was a crazy character. <laughs> All right. Um. So with all that kind of said and behind us, then I do want to ask and, and get back to whether or not we think this team can win a championship. I do think it makes it tougher, obviously, that seemingly every team just happens to be getting everybody back at the same time. Uh, Kevin Durant is supposed to play against Minnesota, I believe, in the coming days. Uh, Tomorrow, we don't, I think, right? Yeah, when, yeah Wednesday. Maybe We're today, recording this on today by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, the, uh, the Warriors obviously have, have Steph back and, and, and that's been a shot in the arm for him. Um, maybe Dallas gets an injury from, from Kyrie Irving and that maybe helps them. Um, but, but I think, (laughs) but I think, uh, you know, and we're still waiting to see whether Andrew Wiggins makes an appearance this season. Um, super weird kind of situation going on there. I think there's even been some discussion about uh, Zion potentially coming back and him, you know, kind of ramping up if they make the play in. So like that obviously makes the West that much more difficult, but even still like the part of the part of what I really like about this Lakers team is the way that they can score. Like even, even that, that team that won a championship, and I'm not sitting here saying that this is better than the team that won a championship because they just aren't, you know, LeBron is a few years older. AD is a few years older. They don't have a player as good as KCP on it. They don't have a wing as good as Kuz, and they don't have a point guard. I, I had somebody telling me that um, Caruso wouldn't get minutes in this in this guard rotation, and I'm just like... That's the same thing as going back. as like, how would Caruso get minutes over Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn? Yeah, it's like you know, guys. Uh, well, because he's better at basketball. Yeah, uh, that, it helps. That would be the main reason. Yeah. If Darvin Ham didn't play With him, all due respect I would to be Malik Monk only. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Can't judge this team until Kendrick Nunn plays for the Washington Wizards. Um. So, so the I, I, what I was going to say though, and and again, I don't. I'm not saying that they are better than that team that won a championship, but offensively. I do think they are more dynamic in the half court and that really, really matters in the postseason. You know, that team got away with, you know, basically relying on, on transition transition stuff. And then LeBron being so great, that version of LeBron being so great and that version of AD being so great that they could kind of make up for their struggles all season long. They were bad in the half court. Um, And then like, you know, they got into the bubble and everybody on the Lakers and, and basically everybody became way better shooters and that unlocked what the Lakers were capable of in the half court. But for for and this team, team also could get out and run a lot because of how ridiculously kind they were of maniacal like on, defense. Down on defense. They were, you know, yeah, like KCP, Alex Caruso, Danny Green, even Kuz in like certain moments, you know, just yeah. because of his size and like his willingness and how much he battled. Dwight and AD Allen, and LeBron like, were so much better to AD like Dwight ba- Dwight that year was legitimately really, really good. He like him and JaVale were both basically yeah. benched by the time the finals came around. But, uh, you know, for most of the playoffs, especially like Dwight was great in in that role. Yeah. Uh Jokic to this day says how difficult it was playing against the tandem of AD and 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 Dwight, you know, in that well, series. Well, yeah, that, I mean it's it's like Dwight told him Batman's coming for you, Joker. Um Yeah. God bless Dwight. <laughs> so, but like I, I just look at and I think this team obviously is nowhere near the class of that defensive team uh from a couple of years back. But I do think, like, you, you look at the pieces on it. Um, I, I do think Schroeder is a point of attack defender against smaller, quicker guards. Uh, allows them to match up a little differently if they absolutely have to. 
Uh, D'Angelo Russell has been better on defense than I ever could have imagined when they when they traded for him. Um, he's really kind of using his length. Obviously, AD is special, um, and and Reeves I think defends fairly well at, at the two spot. I think his defense is a little overstated. I think by Lakers Twitter. Um, but, but I think but like Vanderbilt, like, he's not terrible, you know, it's not like last yeah. year where there were times where he could get sort of in the blender. And like this year, I don't see teams attacking him as much. I, I think part yeah. of that is because they've re- like, he's not a rookie and they realize like, Oh, like, okay. Like he can actually defend a little bit. Like they're not yeah. seeking him out quite as much, but yeah, I agree with you. He's like, he's okay defensively. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously you still have AD who is still special defensively. And then I think in the postseason, LeBron, I I would imagine is going to be better defensively than he, we have seen him in the regular season for the last couple of years. And then Vanderbilt, like Vanderbilt would fit right in on that defensive yeah. team from a couple of years ago. He's oh yeah, very versatile, you know, very switchy, really physical when he has to be. He's given all of the players you would hope he would give problems to problems defensively so far since he got to LA. So I think they defend enough and I think they can be absolutely special on defense. And I think that's kind of, that's kind of the modern equation, right? Like the, the Warriors weren't incredible on defense when they won a championship. Uh, the, the Bucks can be special defensively. Um, and, and, you know, they probably hearken back to the team, the, the Lakers team from a couple of years ago, a little bit more, but for the Lakers, like, I think, I think there is a pathway here for them to be, you know, championship good and match up well with any team that they might face in the Western Conference. And, you know, yeah, the teams in the East are better. Like Milwaukee, better. Boston, probably better. Uh, Philly, if if James Harden is like even okay in, in, the, in the postseason, probably better. But in the West, like there isn't a team that I'm like terrified of. There isn't a team that even, even Denver who has been far and away the best team in the Western conference this year, far and away. Um, you can, I, do you think any Denver fan is sitting there super confident in Jokic facing pick and roll after pick and roll after pick and roll after pick and roll in the postseason? I can't imagine. So, well, Anthony, if you look at if you look at his DVORP, he's actually going to be able to clamp D'Angelo Russell. Uh, if you yeah, know. LeBron in isolation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we should the, the the whole defensive analytics stuff. Like, we remember, need to scrap remember it. Remember when he got benched for uh for it was Mason Plumley, right? Was the Plumley on their team? Um, down the down the stretch of like yeah. playoff games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a concern. It's been a concern. He's an incredible player, but that is a yeah, hole is. in his game. Um, so I, I, I just so yeah, I think the Nuggets would be would and should be favored. But I, I yeah, if I were the Lakers, I would not be terrified of them. I, I wouldn't be terrified of any of these teams. Like no, I think against some of them, they'd be underdogs. But I, I think like you're, if you're telling me there's no world where they could beat the like these teams in the West, like I, I don't believe that. I, I think they'd need a lot of luck on their side in terms of health. And you know, we've seen how injury riddled this team has been. And you know, they're going to need the LeBron James of feet to keep LeBron James healthy and make sure that yeah. his foot kind of stays working and you know everything's all good there and that Anthony Davis doesn't kind of land on someone wrong or whatever like there's a lot that could go wrong but this team if they're able to stay upright if they're able to stay healthy if this D'Lo thing is just more of a blip that they're being sort of really precautious on versus something that's going to really like hamper him then um you know I, I think there is they're not as dangerous as anyone but they're they're dangerous certainly yeah, I, and and I think, you know, when when we look at why the trade was made and maybe why they waited, it was for this reason. And and I do think, you know, here kind of moving forward, they've shown enough to, you know, live up to to your favorite clip, right? It, they've they've done enough to 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 hope that we do this. Like I always say, I agree with Sean. You know, I think uh, I think he made some. It's it's like Marks? all of my bits. Eventually, it starts out as parody, and eventually, it becomes something I earnestly want. You know. Yeah, it, it, I I can always just kind of see you convincing yourself of your own meme. Like it, yeah. it's it's always like it's, a really funny thing. It was like this is stupid. Obviously, I'm joking. And then like over the course of the year, you're like yeah, should they run it back? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I kind of I gaslight myself. You know, it's. <laughs> 
but or but like I, or did I gaslight them into you know m- making a roster that I couldn't make fun of them with this specific meme anymore? Was that the motivation to get the deal done? They're like, well, well now he can't make this joke because he's going to actually want to run it back. So got yeah, it's there, Fagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I think that like my my dad has been in town for the last week or so. And, and, you know, in the games that we've seen of them together, you know, a big part of the conversation is like, you know, how likely is it that they, that they're able to bring this core group together, keep it kind of rolling? Is that something that they would want to do? And we've already gotten the report that the Lakers apparently aren't going to be interested in Kyrie Irving this summer, that yeah, they have kind of... Well, that'll be playoffs yeah. dependent. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Look, but but I think shouldn't that actually be the case? Like, if they do complete, if they're healthy and they fall on their face in the play-in slash playoffs, then like, yeah, you do kind of have to reconsider some of this stuff. But if they remain I, as comp, yeah, no, I guess. But I'm still, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not for Kyrie specifically, yeah, but I think, yeah. like, I, I think the makeup and and all of that stuff. Like, I, I, I still think, like, it's been the most maddening thing, right? That that they have been in pursuit, in hot pursuit of a three-star model when all of their modern championships were won with two stars. Like, it's <laughs> it's the weirdest thing that they're just like, oh, yeah, sure, Shaq and Kobe, but, but you know... it was harder because they didn't have that third star. It could yeah. have been easier if they just had the right third star. So had, like, had Robert Ory, Derek Fisher... Rick Fox, like that, that assortment of Ron Harper, that assortment of really steady role players, had they like been turned into who, who would be a star back then? Who would be a third star? Jason Kidd? No. Well, yeah, actually that seems like the potentially most likely one given sort of where that went. So would they have won like seven championships instead of the three? Is that maybe. (laughs) <laughs> like with that team maybe that's pretty good yeah i yeah, like, I, I accidentally said the point guard who fits absolutely perfectly yeah no yeah <laughs> no i yeah. mean really this is an indictment on the fans it's like you know rob has shown you time and time again that he is only going to go after guys that are like six man of the year candidates or you know that he's heard of in various award conversations so you know fans like if you really want the team to like build around like role players and ad like you gotta get you know like danny green into six man of the year conversations and stuff like you know like you gotta (laughs) like you gotta argue for these guys to like show up on the nba.com like awards voting breakdowns or like gm polls and you know that kind of thing yeah it's not it's not enough that they can be steady role players. They have to be such steady role players, such good role players that like NBA Twitter gets angry at how much we talk about those role players. Yeah. Right. Like that's not so like Austin Reeves, he's probably going to be a Laker for life because everybody hates how much we talk about him and how many calls he gets. Perfect. That's what we need yeah. to keep getting. Um, yeah. I, I, I just think, I just think when, when, when it comes to like looking ahead to the summer, there is the the very clear path. Now we'll see D'Angelo Russell's agent is Aaron Mintz. And that always really complicates things with, with that player and their relationship with the Lakers. Um, we've seen his reluctance to play. If he's, if he isn't absolutely a hundred percent as he heads into a contract uh, summer, so, and, and I'm not judging him for doing that. Like that is, yeah. I mean, to be you fair, know. most players in a contract year, that's kind of how they yeah. approach things. Um, though he held that reputation before the contract year stuff that he did not play unless he was a hundred percent. And, and look again, it's their, it's their body, their livelihood. Like I'm not going to sit here and judge it. Um, but it does put the Lakers at a tougher spot when, when their starting point guard isn't available. And like the majority of the games that he's been available to the Lakers. So yeah, I, I, that notwithstanding, that relationship with the agent notwithstanding, I do think it's a team that I would love to see get a full camp, get a full season, um, and not just a full season to like work together and build together, but also, you know, make a tweak here and there. Like that would be, it would have been nice, you know, now that we kind of see that, you know, the one issue that still kind of remains here is the point of attack defense. Because of uh, you know, if it's if it's Schroeder out there, yeah, he he's he's a bulldog and he gets after it, but he's still six one, 
and yeah. it's really easy for guys to shoot over him. And D'Angelo Russell isn't a point of, uh, of attack defender. Austin Reeves and Malik Beasley still aren't point of attack defenders uh, that, that like make teams adjust or anything like that. Yeah. So like if you could, over the course of a season, if you could make a tweak here and there and add that to the equation, like that's something that I would love to see, you know, with this being the foundation heading into next year with. So like the reason I wanted to ask this question in this first version of this first episode of Lakers Lounge on Blue Wire is because I think it really kind of lays the groundwork for moving forward. Like everything that we watch here from here on out is like Rob said, it is kind of pre-agency. It is an audition from this group, from this version of the Lakers to make the case that, yeah, next year we want to run it back next year. We want to see what that looks like. And, and I think, I think that's about all we could have possibly asked for coming out of the trade deadline. I, I like realistically speaking, I don't think we could have asked for, for anything beyond that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, certainly not. And the fact that everyone involved seems to be, you know, arguing to run it back and like, sort of unequivocally so far and talking yeah. about how much kind of promise they see for this group, I think is also a promising sign that like, you know, the vibes are good. Everybody is sort of feels like everybody involved feels like it can work, which is going to naturally lead to more investment than, you know, the sorts of rosters where it's like, should, should you guys run it? Do you guys want to run it back at the end of the season? They're like, well, you know, it's a business. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it, it has been very explicit. Their desires yeah. have been very explicit. And there was even, I think, who was it Lonnie Walker? Lonnie Walker, who's been out of the rotation for the most part, he was the one who came out and said, the vibes here are, are immaculate, right? They're going out to dinners and they're bonding a lot more than they did before the, the, the trade deadline. And that's somebody who's like seen his minutes dwindle, you know, yeah, with, he, he so long as there wasn't an like injury. Thomas Bryant. Uh, that was, I think that's, uh, that's our oh, yeah. there. I mean, look, Thomas Bryant demanded a trade, so he was, yeah, he was, he was kind of sucking all of the energy and like life force and blood out of the room, like some sort of mythological creature. I'm trying to figure out what mythological creature did that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's we'll, hard to we'll say. figure it out. I, yeah. Do you have a? Do you have a? I we would normally do a misfortune of the week, which, by the way, might have a, a sponsor. We might We're get a sponsor, sponsor for, for misfortune of the week. We might get a sponsor for misfortune of the week. Um, like but life you... insurance, like <laughs> life alert. The... Like Anthony, Anthony does a segment where he talks about falling through his roof uh, all the time, and uh, you know he does it regularly enough to his, to like his talk child, about it. Like accidentally eats a whole tube of diaper cream. Um, you know, like it's. <laughs> Uh, do you, do you have a, a misfortune of the month of the couple uh, months since you fired me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna be really nice. I was gonna say my misfortune is that I don't get to work with you every single uh. day anymore. But that's uh, after this hour, that is no longer true. Um, uh, mine is, I don't know. I don't know if it's good for your first episode of this show. If they're theoretically new listeners, it's it's kind of gross. Um, I, it, it's part of it comes with the it comes with the territory all right well you know i i i found out i think most uh, people who are listening to this very first episode are probably going to be hardcore listeners who have stayed subscribed and are the best if listeners. they've made it 50 minutes in i guess you're right that's probably yeah. true um yeah yeah so i found out that uh you know i don't know if you you're not really a beard guy so i don't know if you ever get ingrown hairs on your face or anything like that um you know i've had it happen a couple times while. over the years generally they just like pop and whatever and you move on uh mm -hmm. i have one that has been pretty persistent and has stuck around for a little while turns out it's infected uh so oh. i started out on a uh round of antibiotics i'm gonna have to shave my face which i put off until no this podcast so you wouldn't have video of clean shaven naked mole rat harrison um you and malik like beasley are gonna be clean like shaven coming out uh, of his yeah i'm gonna be evil harrison next week if we uh if we end up doing this pot again or you're gonna anything. be like you're um, gonna be like angry mole rat harrison like like yeah, lab exactly. rat harrison like somehow look sadder than i normally do um like and, just straight up uh, pinky from pinky in the brain just like a like a shaved cat like you know like just really angry no fur can we get scared can we get the, 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 the cone of shame? Yeah. Next like, time I come back go? on, I'll get a cone. Um, <laughs> just like around the mic. It's for audio, you know? Um, 
yeah so i have to go on antibiotics and uh you know if it doesn't go away in like a week they're gonna have to uh they're gonna have to lance it so uh ouch which, uh, the doctor was like you know sorry i i, I love my oddly doctor. excited about like those i no, feel like i feel excited. like he's like that's a terrible spot to have to get that done i'm like thanks why would you tell me that <laughs> Well, is it like in the, them, that it's gonna be fine like is it like in your neck like is it where no, where, where is not, it I mean, the, it's like it's like down here like i'm, I'm not oh, gonna zoom in on the camera under your, under your like, chin like below my jaw yeah. basically my jawbone. um so yeah um well because i was know. thinking like would the would, like i i thought neck because like lancing anything near like the carotid artery would i feel like be kind of yeah, dangerous i don't i feel like they probably don't do that like if you have one there <laughs> i think they figure something else out uh <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything quite that good. I mean, I, I, I have I have a son yeah, I now. You know what your misfortune of the month was? Yeah, I, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, um, without without breaking my NDA, I would I would agree just generally that yes, that that is that that was my misfortune of the year. Um, all right. No, I, I do I do have one though. Um, my son is huge okay um my daughter was extremely petite both jen and i were both small children i'm i if if i wasn't in the room with him every waking moment when he was born i would think that they accidentally switched babies um because he is a harrison i'm telling you uh we we just had his six month checkup the uh last week and um they give you percentiles right for as as children grow and uh fifth where was he? he's like he's like he's like 70th percentile in terms of body mass which is you know above average not 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 that insane 85th percentile in length and his head was so big when they first measured it that the doctor was like we have to remeasure because he's in the 100th percentile of head <laughs> circumference it turns out he's 95th in in that one okay um which like no like you know He's a boy. I'm I'm a former athlete, so I'm like, hey, we might have like a kind of an athlete here. Avery is not going to be an athlete. She yeah, is. I mean, if most <clears> of his body mass is in his head, I'm not sure how conducive that's going to be to athletics. But I, linebacker, dude, the, all they do is smash heads. Um, yeah, you're right. He'll grow into it. He'll. Uh, yeah, but um, no, I'm I'm probably not letting him play football. But like uh, Avery, probably not going to be an athlete. You know, she's small and clumsy, which is not normally a good combination doing, for like, future draft athletics. Prospect roundups on your like toddler children this is unbelievable every ask every parent who played sports at some point in their lives and they all do this anthony's anthony's doing like the eye test on his like three-year-old daughter she's like i don't know she's not a real hey, whoa. like i know. just give you analytics i just i just did yeah. you know measurables um yeah, his vorp oh. is actually uh like is also 95th percentile he just yeah. value or vorb value over replacement baby um exactly like, exactly yeah. vorp, vorp, vorp. um so they so the the misfortune is like just general soreness from picking up my own son for like three months running now. My my forearms are always really sore. My back always hurts. Uh, I can't hold him for like longer than I would say 20 minutes or so because you can only switch arms so often and eventually both are just going to, excuse me, are, are both just going to kind of get worn out. So I am, I'm so washed that my son is too large for me uh, is is my second misfortune of the last couple months. Have you like, lost him in one on one yet? Like, is he is he uh, like outside dunking on you? Just no. Well, all right. So in terms of like future athletics and stuff, he's on his bouncer already. Like he's already taught. We had to stack pillows underneath Avery in that <laughs> bouncer until she was like eight months old. She was this tiny little thing. He already, Harrison, he's six months old. He weighs half, more than half as much as, she weighs like 30 pounds right now. He's at like 20. He weighs like That's 20 incredible. pounds. Yeah. Absolute um, unit. He's, he's a little freaking football. He's like a series of circles stacked up on top of each other. When he, little Michelin man baby. <laughs> he's, he's a little Olaf. Um, he's the LeBron James of babies. Uh, yeah. Well, full circle, just natural athleticism. So he was, um, he was in his bouncer and Avery was there playing with him and, and she was like standing up side by side with him. And he's already like, like I would say bicep height with her. Um, it's, it's just wild. And, 
and so Avery was like, he, she was like playing with the toys that were, you know, little like the the little squeakies and the and the things that like twirl and make noise, noisemakers on his little bouncer, and um, he bounced so hard that it like sent her back a little bit. So I I really think there's 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 a possibility here for for some potential Irwin athleticism that has yet to be seen from from you know myself. <laughs> yeah, well, um, no, I'm excited for him to be able to like successfully like you know complete a Euro step by like age three. You know, he's yeah. like we're you're gonna tweet out a video of him like you know making a layup and people are gonna be like, damn, he's already surpassed his dad <laughs> in athletics. Avery does. She has. She shoots a pretty good percentage on her little Fisher Price basket. So yeah, he's. They're both way ahead of me already. It's, well, but again, not a real impressive. hooper. You know, she just. Uh, yeah. You know, bad jeans, too small. Like, yeah. Do you walk around the house doing the too small? Like, does Miles do the too small pat <laughs> bev thing at her? He does. His arm is like just perpetually there off yeah, to the he's side. Just, like, down. He's just. Avery's just like, why are you doing that? I don't know. Walks I don't get over, it. Just steals her goldfish like off her off her plate or something. Just does the too small while walking away. Well, it it has well, reached not, the point. Not walking yet? Yeah, I mean he's six months, so it yeah. does. It, it has reached the point where, like you know, with some birds, the bigger sibling will just like kind of starve out the smaller sibling, and that's legitimately what it looks like with with Miles and Avery. That like Avery is still so petite, and Miles just keeps getting bigger. That I, like it, it legitimately looks like Miles is that like bald eagle. That you know, sorry, little bro. You're not you're not eating this month. Uh, I'm getting the worm today. Like I mean, <laughs> and forever I, I, in I perpetuity. It's a bad parenting strategy to just leave a bowl of food out for them and just like let them graze and see who He's like kicking Callie out of the way. Like he's yeah. just, you know, he's eating, yeah. the, he's eating the dog food like he's just, <laughs> it's just straight power move after power move. Yeah, unbelievable mass gaining ability by the younger Irwin. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it here for this first episode of the Lakers Lounge on Blue Wire. Again, shouts to everybody at Blue Wire. Um, you know, it was kind of a crazy whirlwind after you get laid off. You just you never really know what is going to happen, how things are going to go. Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, a bunch of people, a bunch of companies kind of reached out. But from the get-go, Blue Wire was... was uh, absolutely great throughout this entire process uh they have been insanely patient while we wait for for the ins and outs of everything that it took to keep the feed going so shouts to kevin shouts to to ty and, and everybody over here at blue wire we are really excited to get going with harrison here once a week with aaron once a week um i have already charted out the first couple of weeks of content here of of guests as they are prepped um Without giving anything away, old listeners of Locked On Lakers will probably pre be pretty excited about one of the combinations that we have in the next couple of weeks, and and might have. Uh, oh, that's this is awkward. That's uh, no, not that old of Locked On Lakers. Yeah, no. Brandon and, Ingram's and, coming back. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be two for two in making him laugh. That is yeah. still the proudest moment of my career, getting Brandon Ingram to laugh at how chubby I am. Well, I'm um, excited for that episode with Brandon Ingram. It's a good one. It, it'll be a good one. It, it's actually him and Zion. Oh, actually, I've just been informed that Zion can't do it. He, his hamstring precludes him from, from doing anything Too having soon. to do with, with anything. Um, all right. Again, hit that subscribe button here on, on the new feed, wherever it is. I'm going to be putting a link tree together as soon as I possibly can. We are still working on on backfilling stuff uh, so that if you've missed any episodes over the years or certainly over the last couple months, um, as I've been doing lowdowns, uh, those will be available here on the same feed. Um, hit that uh, rate and review button as well and, and, and leave a review with any question that you want covered um, in mailbags to come. And, and yeah, let's, let's keep this thing going and, and uh, let's finish out this season strong and, and get ready for what should be a fascinating offseason as well. So until tomorrow, uh, I'm Anthony. That was Harrison. This was the Lakers Lounge. Talk to you next, next week with him tomorrow with, with me and, and with somebody who I think you guys are going to be pretty excited to hear from. So what do you want to talk about? Wait, you were going to record that part that I was just...
Yeah, okay. I told you that. I told you that. Like you know, whenever you hop on here, we're going to be recording, and that if there's anything really good, I'm going to add it to the very end of the show. Okay, and I'll also well, I'll I'm, clear. I'm not. I, I'm not being as candid when I jump on these anymore. I'm gonna. I'm gonna clear. I'm gonna clear whatever that uh, that that extra audio would be. But yeah, like I want to throw some. I want to give people a reason to listen to the very end of the show. Oh, and like if, a yeah, like essentially, like I want to ask, I, I want to ask, like, you know, what do you want to talk about? And then we'll figure out what we're going to talk about. And then at the very end of the show, it'll be funny if people are like, they didn't talk about that at all. What? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is generally how our conversations end up going. Exactly, exactly. No, but like, actually, I do want to ask, like, we haven't spoken in a long time, and I think usually that leaves room for a big macro question. So I want to ask if you think the Lakers, as currently constructed in this weird Western Conference, in this weird league, can win a championship. So, first of all, I just want to clear uh, clear something up for the listeners. Uh, like, we, we have talked. We, we have not talked on air. You're, you're acting like I've been giving you the silent treatment for months. Um, <laughs> we, have not, we have not spoken publicly. Um, we, we have talked. I did not cut you out of my life, um, you know. Yeah. When, I, it's when, nice that you're saying this now that you know you're on the air. Yeah. You know, now that I know I'm being recorded, uh, you know, and it's potentially going to go into an outtake reel. I, I, I think they can. I, I think it's All like right. No, 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 no. That's not going to be on the that we're, we we aren't starting oh. the show yet. That's just what we're oh, going to okay. talk about. All right. Yeah. All right. Are you good? Okay, well, spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. 